Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. And then I also have seen times when I was tenacious and determined that I, that I reaped. But there is a, an outcome, a predictable outcome to, to being tenacious, and it always reaps. It always, it always wins. So here's, here's a few scriptures here that we want to look at. Um, we're just going to add, we've actually already looked at this one for a different law, but we're going to add, we're going to look at it as, as another law here. So verse 18, uh, chapter 18, verse 1 says, One day uh, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they, they should always pray and never give up. They should always pray and never give up. They should always pray and never give up. Everybody say, they should always pray and never give up. So here is a law we're about to receive. He says, there was a judge in a certain city. He said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in the dispute with my enemy. And the judge ignored her for a while. But finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Now, many people have taken this particular scripture to think that when we talk about being uh, or relating that to the kingdom, she was operating in the kingdom of this world, not our kingdom, the kingdom of God. And so in this particular kingdom of this world where there are evil people that she was pleading with, um, the law of tenacity kicked in, and she just kept on until this evil judge, this unrighteous judge, who didn't care who about her, gave in. Because you see, if you take a little pick, and you pick long enough, eventually you're going to cause a hole to come into the wall. If you take a, a hammer and you hit on a block long enough, then you're going to get what you came there for. But it takes... It takes tenacity. How many of you saw the movie Shawshank Redemption? Anyone seen that movie? That movie, to me, was about a person who was willing to be tenacious. And for years, his goal was, I'm going to leave this prison. I'm getting out of this prison. And so year after 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 year, he just pecked and pecked, and pecked, and pecked, and pecked, and pecked, until finally, finally, he was able to peck himself right through the wall into a sewage drain all the way to get himself to Mexico, where he lived, according to the movie, the entirety of his days. But the law there was tenacity. And how long are you willing to peck? Many of us want it in a day. Many of us want to wake up the next morning and it's there. But that's not the way it works. It takes tenacity. It takes a determination. It takes an, a willingness to do what other people will not do because they will faint in the service. They won't keep on plugging away. They won't keep on chipping at it. 
But here's what it says about our God. It says in the next scripture, then the Lord said, listen, learn and listen from this unjust judge. Even he rendered, even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to the tenacious? Listen. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly, quickly. Everybody say quickly. So that, that destroys everything that you may be thinking about why we are, are uh, that we have to keep on begging God. No, we just have to stay in faith with God. We just have to wake up every morning and keep saying what God has said about our situation. We just have to be tenacious enough to say no matter what or no matter who's around us, say what God says about our situation. That's tenacity. That's a determination. And he says, will he not judge quickly? Will he not come to our side? Will he not be just for us? See, justice, true justice, is when God says no to lack in our lives, no to sickness in our lives, no to demonic activity in our life on our behalf. Will he not come quickly? How many of you, uh, if you get a call right now, right, like right now in this moment, and a loved one calls you and says, I am in big time trouble. I just, I, I got caught in the floodwaters. I'm, I'm set out on, on uh, uh, Highway 126, and I need someone to come and get me. How many of you are going to say pastor? I will not say pastor, but you're just going to pick up and leave. Why? Because someone you love has just called on you. Someone you love and just ask for help. Well, God is like that toward us. He comes quickly. And, and part of the understanding of tenacity is what the Jewish people would have said, chutzpah, chutzpah, having the nerve to ask God for it. Matter of fact, God loves it when we have the nerve to ask him for stuff. God, God loves it when we ask for things that just takes some chutzpah, take some tenacity to ask for this. And he doesn't, he's not, it doesn't, it's not an affront to God. It's, that's what he does. Matter of fact, that's the way the Jewish people knew him as. He's going to come on our side. God is on my side. That's how they understood things. It wasn't just religion to them. It was like, no, God is on our side. Let's go fight Goliath. God is on our side. What, what, what can happen to us? That's tenacity. Now, it says that. Now, let's move on down here um, a little further down towards the bottom. So we see the, uh, the, the, the lady who gets, gets what she needs. Now, here's a good story here as well. Uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 35. It says, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was what? He was what? He was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But he said, be quiet. 
The people in front of him yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. And as the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? The Lord said, the Lord, Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God. Several things stand out to me about this story. Number one. Um, for whatever reason he was sitting, I'm assuming there was a crowd there and he was sitting there. Maybe that's where he always sits. Uh, but when he heard of an opportunity, and, and all of us need to be opportunist. We need to have an idea of opportunity, opportunist. So when he heard Jesus come by, he said, uh, who's, who's, what's happening? He heard, the, I'm sure, the crowd rumbling and roaring. He said, what's going on? What's What's happening? He said, Jesus, the Nazarene is coming. So obviously, when he heard that, he knew something about Jesus. Now, he could have just remained seated, seated and, and quiet. And I think that's what happens many times in circles like this, is that we, we have opportunity. Maybe we have opportunity to get delivered. Maybe we have opportunity to get set free in some area. Maybe we have an opportunity outside of these rooms to go and ask someone a question that we need to know or need to have advice on. Maybe, maybe someone, uh, uh, you're prompted as someone's going by that you, you need to talk to that person because that person has something towards your, your destiny and your, your, where you're going and what you need. But the very time you hear that voice, you're also going to hear the voice, be quiet. Be quiet. They don't want to hear from you. You're going to look like a fool if you go out there and, and say that. But is that person who's willing to get up and push pride aside and say, I need to go ask a question. I need to call that person up. I need to go and talk to that person way over there. I need to stop right now. That's the person who's going to get it. That's the person who's going to get what they need. It doesn't matter at the end of the day how you look in it. It's the person who will capitalize on the opportunity. This blind beggar, he got louder. He didn't get quieter. He got louder. And he said, that's Jesus. Jesus, son of God, son of David, have mercy on me. And they said, And he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he caught the attention of Jesus. Most of the healings that take place with Jesus, most of them came to him. It wasn't that he was necessarily avoiding people, but most of them, out of a sense of determination, they came to him. They asked him for it. And anyone who truly, truly wants to be free, you'll have to go get it yourself. The opportunity's there, but you're going to have to go get it. I'm going to have to go get it. I'm going to have to go ask that question. I'm going to have to go knock on that door. I'm going to have to go by the leading of the Spirit of God. I'm going to have to do it. Jesus is there, and all the benefits are there. Everything that he has for us are there, but you and I must go get it. And then we must be determined. And we must be willing to say whatever needs to be said relative to our circumstance and what God says about our circumstances, no matter who else is around.
And if we're willing to do that, tenacity says that we will get what we are determined to have. Did you hear me? You don't get what you want. You get what you're determined that that's mine. I'm going to have it. No matter what. No matter who I got to be around. No matter what I got to do. No matter who I got to talk to. No matter where I've got to go. I'm going to get it. Isn't that good to know? The predictable outcome of that law is you're going to have it. But the question is, how badly do you want it? The guy was blind. He was sitting there. He could have remained blind for the rest of his life, but he chose to do something about his circumstance. The Bible talks about all the time arising, rising up. Arise, for the light has come. How willing are we to arise up? See, sometimes many, even, even in our, in, in our, we talked about this last Wednesday, even, even our culture can defy us in those areas. Some the, sometimes the culture is, uh, um, not pathetic, but, but passive. Passive and apathetic. And after a while, we begin to operate just like everyone else, just our heads down and we better not, don't stand out. Don't, don't do anything to get noticed. Just stand there. No, if, if you're going to get it, we've got to go get it. And that's a, that's, that's a law both in the kingdom of God and also in the world. There are people who are making it today relative to worldly things because they were willing to go get it. They were opportunists. They were opportunists. So surely, surely if it can work out there in the world, it can work in the kingdom of God. Our president today, uh, President uh, Trump, um, if he's not anything, he is a person who knows how to maximize opportunity. Whether you like him, whether you don't like him, the man is where he is today because he has maximized opportunity. He's, oh, well, let me, let me, let me jump on that. So you can say, you can, you can like him or hate him, whatever, but you can't dismiss that he has gotten to the top office in the land because he was willing to do what others would not do. Understand? Everybody with me? <laughs> I know we got a varied range of, of, of emotions any time we call that name out. But listen, listen, there's things that we can learn from anyone. And when we learn how to take an opportunity, Sometimes we sit back and, and opportunities are fleeting. Jesus was not going to come by that blind man another time that day, probably. But when he was coming by, that, that blind man said, hey, who, who's that? Oh, let me yell and let me yell louder because I'm not going to let him. It won't be on me that I miss out on this opportunity. It won't be on me that I miss out on this opportunity. Sometimes, you know, my wife gets on my daughter a lot about uh, asking for scholarships, you know. There's a lot of scholarships are out there. And so and she's got a very good GPA, uh, and, and, and she said, you need to write, call, write letter, go by and talk to people, whatever, you know, get more money. More money, more better. It's better, just more money is better, right? When you're trying to uh, 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 put somebody through school. And so one day, um, you know, she, she wrote a letter, and she got money. 
How about that? You know, an hour of work, how long did it take you to write that letter? An hour? Yeah, about an hour. How many of you have, have worked an hour and got $1,500? for one hour's work? I think that's a good, good investment of time. Amen? And for there to be, from what I understand, a lot of scholarships out there that no one even applies to. That's like Jesus walking by and you're just sitting there and not saying anything. Take advantage of opportunity. Opportunity. Be determined. I'm going to have mine. I'm going to get more. And all of us, wherever we are, go and do those types of things. Go out there and be the loudest. Be out. Secondly, listen to this. So the blind man got healed, did he? Did he not? He could have stayed blind, couldn't he? He could have had the same circumstances over and over and over again. So verse 42 says, and Jesus said, all right, all right, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. See, many of us, the reason we want it is because we're waiting for Jesus to do it. It didn't say Jesus' faith healed him. It said this man's faith healed him. If, If he wants me well, he'll do it. No, if you want to be well, you'll go get it. Did you hear me? I said, if you want to be well, you'll go get. What else you want him to do? He's already done it all. He's already given us everything. What else do you want to do? Does he need to go and bring the car to the house when he's already bought the car for us? Are we going to just say, well, I'll receive my car when he comes and brings it to my house? I'm just using like the cars at the at the. Uh, at the dealership, and he says, I, um, I, I already paid for your car. Um, so, uh, and so we're like, well, uh, I'll go get it. Um, well, I'll, I'm waiting for it to come. No, it's not going to come that way. You, you, you really you have to go get it. I said, you got to go get it. Everything, our destiny has already been scripted. It's already, God's already got it worked out. But we could miss it if we don't go after it. One of the saddest things I believe that will be one day is when we get to wherever we're going uh, and we get there and we see the book of our life and we realize that we stopped at chapter 10 out of 20 chapters. And we, and we read the rest of the book and we see all of these wonderful things that he had planned for us and all of these great and adventures he had for us and, all, and, and, and we stopped at chapter 10. We didn't continue beyond chapter 10. Why read a book when you don't read all the book? Listen to this. Tenacity. Let's go to chapter 19. I love this guy. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region. And he had become a very rich. And he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road 
for Jesus was going to pass that way. So it must have been in the same line as the blind man, but further down the road, okay? And when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly came down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy, but the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and I, if, I give, if I have cheated people in their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Jesus is proceeding forward. Zacchaeus probably, I'm just using my own imagination here. And so as Jesus was coming forth, there were probably people that were like, you're not coming through here, you rascal, you, 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 you tax collector. And they were probably crowding him out. And Zacchaeus was trying to get to the front, and he couldn't get to the front, and he couldn't get over the people. So guess what Zacchaeus did? Tenacity. He was determined. I'm going to see this man. And he climbed up in a tree. And so when Jesus came through, I believe what catches the eye of Jesus is that kind of tenacity. He's walking through. Everybody else is normal. But he walks through and he's like, (laughs) Zacchaeus, get on down here, man. I love your faith. Come here. I believe that's the stuff that gets God going. Those who are outward with their faith. Remember the lady who who pressed through the crowd, who had the issue of blood? And Jesus said, who who, who touched me? I felt virtue come out of me. And initially she was afraid to say anything, but finally she said, it was me. She says, woman, your faith has healed you. It's that kind of stuff, people. It, 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 is, it is that type of stuff that gets the attention of God. That type of, again, chutzpah that gets God say, oh, I recognize that. That's faith right there. Look, look they're going to go over there. That's faith right there. They're going to go over and talk to those people. That's faith right there. What have we missed out on because we had a lack of tenacity? A lack of determination. A lack of doing things that no one else will do. I was talking and I shared this last, uh, I think a little bit last Sunday. And then I had an opportunity to share at at, uh, Walter Johnson this past week. And I talked about extraordinary. So I want to just kind of share a little bit of that with you right now. Because being tenacious is being extraordinary. Being tenacious is being extraordinary. Do you want to be ordinary or do you want to be extraordinary? Do you want to be ordinary or do you want to be extraordinary? Because those who have done great things in the Bible were extraordinary people. In other words, they, they, they went a little above ordinary. They did things that others would not do. They said things that others didn't say. And we can give you list upon list of them 
of people who were extraordinary because of the extra that they did in their lives. They did just a little bit more. See, what would it have taken for others to have gotten up in the tree like Zacchaeus? Huh? Zacchaeus was the only one that was yelling and screaming and looking, looking crazy. But if we're going to get what, we, what, we, what God has intended for us, then we have to risk being misunderstood and being looked at as though we lost it all, like our, we've blown it, like our minds have, are locked, gone. But if we're willing to do that, then we can have extraordinary things from God. David was an extraordinary person. Paul was extraordinary. Gideon was extraordinary. All of them did extraordinary stuff. And so when we talk about ordinary or extraordinary, I want to give you um, um, five words with extra. Extra is, is, is a vital thing. I've been using that term, and I'm telling you, it has helped me out lately. I'm going to say, I say extra. I, that's all I say is extra. And I just do a little bit more. And it doesn't require a whole lot more. It didn't require more of Zacchaeus, just a little more than the rest of everyone else. You understand me? It, it didn't require much, much more. See, we think, well, if I'm going to do something, no, you just need to do a little more. You don't need to do a whole lot. You just need to do a little more, just a little more. Some, some Zacchaeus, I mean, the blind man yelled out loud, Son of David, others were silent. I, I wonder, I just wonder how many opportunities we've missed by not just saying, hmm, let me just go ask this question. Let me just go over there. So extraordinary. Number one, for extraordinary, extra, being extra in your life in a good way, Right? Not over the top in a negative way, but in a good way. Extra means, first of all, we have to have enthusiasm. And what gives us enthusiasm is when you are so interested in something other than yourself, <laughs> other people, that they do well, that they make it in life. Enthus enthusiasm, have enthusiasm, have enthusiasm. When we come to church, let's come to church with some enthusiasm. When you go on your job, if you make your job not about you, but about being there to bless other people, then you have enthusiasm. Enthusiasm means an inner enjoyment because of your interest, because of your, your approval, or because of something that you're doing. Be enthusiastic about it. I love being around enthusiastic people. I don't like being around drab every day. Just, oh, I like being around people who are enthusiastic about life, man. Life. You understand? Be enthusiastic about it. Wake up in the morning and have a, have, have a zing to you. Have something that you, uh, you're, you're about. Don't just be ordinary. Have some enthusiasm. My goodness, this world needs some enthusiasm. Matter of fact, you want to set yourself apart from people, just come in with some enthusiasm. That'll, that'll immediately put you in the 99.9 .9 percentile with enthusiasm. They'll be like, what, what's, what, what's that dude smoking? Just enthusiasm. Man, can we work on that? 
I said, can we be more enthusiastic? Can, can we have a reason to get up in the morning? Let me tell you something. What brings, what, and enthusiasm is not happiness. It's not, it's something that is far bigger and greater than just being happy. Happiness is, in, is circumstantial. Enthusiasm has something to do with what you're thinking and believing on the inside. Enthusiasm. Number two, be excellent. Be excellent. Seek to be excellent. You know, you know, don't, don't just walk by trash and not pick it up. That's just small things. Don't just, don't just walk by certain things and, and not see it, not do anything. Just, just have an excellence about us. What is excellence? Be, be outstanding. Seek to do things better than you, than the rest. And in every single area, I, one thing that I cannot understand, I don't understand this, and if you're guilty of this, so be it. I don't understand how people can go down a street and just chuck some trash, like, like, a, like a cup, and just throw it out there. I'm like, I'm like, I guarantee if you get to the rest of their lives, it's all junked up as well. I, I don't understand. I, I, don't, I, I can't. For the life of me, I cannot get it. If my life depended on it, I would not understand how a person can go down the highway and just throw it. You're gonna, one thing we're blessed with in America is trash cans. <laughs> extra, extra. Be excellent. Let, let's see how excellent we can be, people. How excellent can we be? And I'm not there and I'm not touting that I'm, no, I got a long ways to go in that department. But, but to be mindful of doing things above and beyond above and beyond and just begin to work that out in, 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 in aspects of our life just to be a little excellent how can I be excellent over here and work that in number, number, number or letter um, T is, is the word tenacious let's be determined be determined don't give up so easily don't give in so easily. One thing I've learned is this. Greatness is not in a day. Greatness is something that happens over years and years and years and years. I shared this earlier, um, and I heard this. This is not original to me. As someone said, um, you know, in, in uh, where do we say um North Dakota. What's in North Dakota? What famous monument is in North Dakota? The Mount Rushmore, right? Mount Rushmore. It's South Dakota. One of them. One of them Dakotas. So in Mount Rushmore, there is a, there is um, the, the presidential so one, one of, one of the, the noses of one of the presidents, maybe all of the noses of the presidents are, don't represent them completely. So they asked the, the architecture, architecture, the sculptor, about, you know, why is the nose bigger? He said, well, in a thousand years, it'll be what it should be. Some of y'all get this. When you're going down the road, you're like, oh, I got it. 
No, it simply means that it takes time. It takes time. See, all of us, all of, what does the, the, the word B mean, B-E? What does it mean? Can anyone give me a definition of B or to be? It's an existence. Thank you. To be or be is to exist. Where am I going with this? We are to be come. Whatever we are is to become that or it's coming our way. In other words, what I am, I already exist. It, it, I am what I am already. I am, I am already a child of God. I am already a man of God. I'm all of those things. But when, I begin, when I'm tenacious, I will, it will come to me. Be come. Does that make sense? In other words, I already exist. The nature, the ability, the power of God is already in me right now. But my goal now is to come, to become it, to become it, to become. I wrote just recently on, on Michael's, just giving a little uh, Facebook prop to some, Michael for graduating. I said, we like what you are be coming. In other words, it's already there, son. It's already there. You just need to allow it to come. Hopefully it won't take a thousand years like that nose. <laughs> so, excellent, I mean, uh, enthusiasm, excellence, tenacity, and resilience. What does it mean to be resilient? It means you're going to get knocked down. I'm going to get knocked down. We're going to get knocked down. Get back up. Get back up. Sometimes someone said it like this. He said, he said, let me, let me just give you, let me just give you five reasons why I'm quitting the ministry. And the other minister said to him, is that all you have? I can give you more than that. Don't herald, let's not herald all the reasons why we should quit. Let's, let's, let's talk about why we should keep on pressing on. Amen? Let, let's talk about why we need to stay in the fight. Why, why we have the ability to keep on going on. Don't, give, don't allow the enemy to tell you all the reasons. Get back. Be quiet. Don't say that. No. You're going to have multiple reasons, far more, far more reasons to quit than you have to keep going on. But the one reason to keep going on is far greater than all the reasons to quit. Do you hear me? You're going to have a ton of reasons to quit, ton of reasons to give up, ton of reasons to get knocked down and not want to go any further. But here's what I'm here to tell you, that if we'll get on the other side of it. And I was talking to a, um, uh, doing some premarital counseling just recently, and I said, listen here, it's going to be kind of uphill for a little while. Yes, it will be. It's going to be a little difficult. You're going to have a little some challenges. You will have some challenges. I said, but if you can get to the other side... You're going to look back and say, I'm glad we didn't quit. I'm glad we didn't give up. I'm glad we didn't lose heart. 
But you got to have that in, in mind because you got to know, Jesus says, in this world, you're going to have some challenges. You're going to have some difficulties. You're going to have some sorrows. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world's system. I've overcome the world's way of doing and being. So just lock in. And so one day you can say to yourself, man, we stuck it out. We didn't give up. We didn't quit. For whatever it might be, it might be marital. It might be a job. It might be a child. It might be whatever. But if you'll stay in it, stay in it, get knocked down, but get back up again. I wish I could say I've never been knocked down, but truth is, I've been knocked down plenty of times. Truth is, I've wanted to quit the ministry a multitude of times. Just didn't know what I could do. <laughs> it's like, well, what else can I do? Well, <laughs> no, but, but the thought will run through your mind. Well, what, you know, but no, this is where God has called me. This is where God wants me. I didn't give it much time. I didn't give it a lot of thought, but I'll be lying to you if I didn't ever think it. Just like you've had some thoughts about quitting different things. So resilience, extra. And last, last part of this is assertive. Assert yourself. That doesn't mean be aggressive. Because people who are aggressive are in the world system. That means that in the world system, it operates by fighting or bartering and trading. And so in the world system, you better be aggressive because someone's trying to take you out. But not in God's system. You can be confident. You can be confident. You can assert yourself. You can go there because you belong there, because you need to be there. And you assert yourself. Not too many people see assertive people in the world. Not too many people see confident people. In the world. And matter of fact, confident people are a threat to those who are not confident. They want, they are afraid of them. They, they, they push away from them. They don't they want to be around them because all the crabs want to be down at the bottom. And those who are trying to get out, they 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 dislike, they don't want them to do it because when you are confident, when I am confident, we shine a light on the lack of confidence. Of everyone else around us. And here's what we do know. The head that sticks out the furthest is the one that gets shot at. No, no, no. I, and I don't say that. I say that because people who will live a confident life, you better be aware that you're going to go through some fights, some battles. But that's all right. It says, be of good cheer, right? I've overcome the world. So we should expect it. We should uh, anticipate it. Uh, we should know that it's coming. But, but we, we, are, we are being extra. I want to be extra in my life. I'm telling you, that word has, has helped George Logan out. I mean, from everything from getting up in the morning to doing things during the day, just I hear that word, extra. Just, just a little extra. Just that word, just, just that word. That's, that's my revelation. You get one too. All right? You get a word for you that you can just call out, and, and it will immediately uh, cause something to go off in you. 
Can we go over a few more things, just one more thing? Because I think this will help us out as we tie these two together and we'll be done. Go to John chapter 8 because this, this is kind of a, a, a fits right in this. John chapter 8. And look at verse 31. This is called the law of continuance along with the law of tenacity. John chapter 8 verse 31 says, And Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples. You are truly my disciples what? What's the word? What's, what does if mean? If means that there's a, there is a condition, right? It says, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The law of continuance. The law of continuance. I said this earlier. Greatness is not because of a particular one act. Greatness is when you can do that one act a thousand times. Greatness is when you can do it over and over and over and over again, year after year, year after year, year after year. Same old, same old, but you continue, continue, continue. That's how people become great. The longer you stay in something and do something and have developed in that something, you become great. If we stay in the word of God, see, many times we think that, man, I'll read this chapter today and I'll, be, I'll immediately just, no, it's, it's staying it day after day after day after day after day after day. After day after day, you keep reading the word of God. You don't give up on it. You don't lose heart. You just continue, continue, continue. And one day, they'll be saying that that was a great man. That was a great woman. How come? Because they just stayed with the word. Not pick up and go and come back again and then try it over again and then start over and then no, it's 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 staying with it. Staying with there's something happening to us every single time we read the word. Every single time we pick up this word, something good is happening to us. Every time you walk in these doors, over 25 years, some of you have been coming here. And you've been faithful. You've been faithful to hear the word of God. And it is making a difference in your life. And you are great and are becoming greater because you stayed the course. You've remained in it. Your roots are going deep into the ground now because you've just stayed it. The enemy wants to get us off of it. He wants to not make us great. But if we want to be great, it's just a matter of continuing, staying with it. I have used Uncle Michael before, but I'll use him again. I mean, he's been in karate now for, or martial arts now for um, 40 years. 45 years. 45 years. 
And guess what? He, had, he could jump higher when he was uh, in that first year and the second year than he could jump now. But he's not as great as he is now. He's great because of the duration of time he's been in it. The amount of time he's had to travel and go here and go there and, and particip participate in that. And, and now amongst his peers, he's great. Do you know how many people that probably started out with him 45 years ago who are not there anymore? All they can say is, yeah, I, I, I used to take karate. Forty-five years later, they're not great in karate. There was a man that started out with uh, Billy Graham and who was considered a, a very, by the, according to Billy Graham, very, very intelligent, um, biblically sound, at least he thought. And he had Billy Graham begin to question the scriptures, the authority of scripture the inerrancy of scripture and so Billy Graham began to question whether or not the Bible contradicts itself is it really real is it is it the truth and he spent one day I think he said fasting and getting before God and when he came out of that meeting with God after those 24 hours he said from this day forward I will never again doubt your word Now, where is the other man today? I don't know. But Billy Graham has become one of the greatest men in the Christian arena than anyone in this century because he chose to continue in the Word of God. This guy, other guy, is just an asterisk. <laughs> Is just an asterisk. Billy Graham became great. And he only did it because he just stayed with the word. It wasn't, nothing, he did, it wasn't anything that out of the... He just stayed with the word. In this church right now, there are people being groomed up. And some of them have, in my opinion, have reached the status of greatness. Because they have just stayed with the word. They're just steady, constant, the word, the word, the word, the word, day in, day out, the word. So we put those two things together, the law of tenacity and the law of continuance. Those two packaged together are unstoppable. Just being loud sometimes and getting, being determined to get what God has given you. And then just staying with it, man. Just, just, I beg you, just stay with it. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. Some 30 years later now for myself, I don't regret a bit of it. Matter of fact, I love God more today than I thought I loved him back then. And it's just a matter of staying with it. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed.
Let's pray. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church. 